0: Welcome to Wah Wonders Why, a companion podcast to Smart Enough to Know Better. This episode is entitled, What What Price Price Victory. Victory? check-in but to be honest ladies and gentlemen this is actually called what price Price victory Victory check-in one because there's going to be another one after this one in about two weeks time you may remember just over a year ago i was very fortunate to talk to a few people who had overcome something in their lives and i was interested if they'd paid a price for it and what that price was and was it worth paying this is all based on the fact that i'm colorblind and i didn't want to pay six hundred dollars to have that uh, repaired with a pair of glasses now i was very lucky to talk to eloise about her pregnancy difficulties and also with ada about her transition and after a year i started wondering what happened to these people where did their lives go how's it all going do they still feel the price they paid was worth it If you haven't heard the first ones, go back to the original Why Wonders Why, What Price Victory and have a listen. But we're going to today talk to Eloise all about her pregnancies and what's happened ever since that time. Please welcome back to the podcast, Eloise! Hello, Eloise!
1: Sorry, I jumped the gun there. Hello, <laughs>
0: that's all right. Please talk over me at any moment. I really don't mind. I,
1: I will. I will. <laughs> now, for idea. the listeners
0: who may not remember Eloise, she was in one of the very early Wow Wonders. Why in the What Price Victory? And talking about her difficulties having her first child and basically endometriosis and all the fun and excitement that came, and what price she had to pay to actually have a human being and replace herself. I think it's right.
1: Like- <laughs> <laughs> Figurative- figuratively and literally. That's right. That I paid. Mm. Uh, uh, which, uh, <laughs> sorry, I just got a cramp in my foot now.
0: <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> and why she has a cramp in her foot is we don't understand how this ever happens. But Eloise, I would believe that you are with child once more.
1: I am. I am very... What's the word that you used in gravid. our... Gravid. Gravid. Oh, Greg, I am gravid. I am so gravid. How <laughs> gravid is she? I'm so gravid. I have developed my own orbit.
0: That's oh, fantastic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm not kidding, actually. Only a couple of weeks ago, I was at the shops with my son and my husband was out doing something when we were waiting for him to come back. And my son decided he would like just start running circles around me and start doing all and I said to him, "I said to him, darling, what are you doing?" And he looked at me, and the smart, 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 smart ass little smart ass said, <laughs> "I'm orbiting you, mummy."
0: Like right, that's it. No more science for this kid.
1: <laughs> I it's hauled like, my large ass home again. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, that's terrible.
1: No, I'm I'm not too bad. People at work keep commenting about how, oh my god, you're all belly aren't you you don't look pregnant anywhere else except your this gigantic belly that's just out in front I'm like yeah thanks okay great
0: <laughs> please stop mentioning everything about how big i am yes i, I saw since we last talked i saw a, a series of photos um, scans of a pregnant woman's body at different stages of pregnancy and looking at the organs and how they get shifted away uh, when the baby develops and, <laughs> and i'm assuming now so how you're pretty much close to the end of your pregnancy aren't you
1: I, yeah, I've got just under seven weeks to go. There you
0: go. That's pretty close. So right now, I'm assuming every one of your organs is pushed somewhere behind your eyes. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's where they're all I, been... think,
1: I think I felt them come out of my ears at one point.
0: But... <laughs> it's shocking. I, I, I'll put the pictures in the show notes, but I was actually really... You kind of go, oh, well, obviously the baby has to go somewhere, but it has to, like, push okay, – Again, get this out of the way, make some spruce, move the couch over here and take the, the the new fridge and put it over there and we'll put the picture – it's like it just redecorates, which is terrifying.
1: <laughs> and uh, she does have to have, try and find space for the television that's in my stomach as well, apparently. Again, according to my son, he likes to talk to her and oh, it's a, uh, I've been – it's a girl, by the oh, way. Oh, okay. well,
0: congratulations, I guess. Yay!
1: <laughs> and, and he says...
0: And it's a human being? Hang on, wait, it's a human it's, being?
1: I'm pretty sure. Okay. I, I was going for Velociraptor, but... Yeah,
0: <laughs> no one ever gives me... I guess I've always... I've always my friends have Velociraptors, and no one ever... Oh, I'm very... It's always humans. <laughs> it's always another human. And it was like, can't, can't someone have something interesting? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he likes to talk to her, and he and he asked her one time, hey, baby, What's your favorite television show to watch on the T V inside Mummy's Tummy? <laughs> like it's not oh. how it
0: works, darling. <laughs> also, you wouldn't be able to get like a like a fifty inch widescreen. That would be that would be you know, they're big nowadays. Television's a lot. Yeah.
1: Like I know I'm supposed to like actually expand quite a lot, but I think that's <laughs> urging on the side of ridiculousness
0: <laughs> fair enough so your pregnancy did you have to pay a price this time i mean that's i just realized how dumb that sounded <laughs> i think every pregnancy is is a whole it's a whole thing uh but i'm just intrigued whether i, mean, I, I guess let's get right back let's ask the first question which may sound even dumber is why <laughs>
1: why okay so why do i want to fall pregnant
0: again yes i I (laughs) know that look look let's just get it out there is you had same i mean you had a little difficulty the first time but you have a beautiful son and and part of me is like did you did that make you go i'm gonna have another one and you talk to your husband and we're gonna have another one did you did that raise your mind of are we gonna do this again is this a whole process we're gonna do again
1: Yes, it was very much like that because, and I have mentioned before about how when my son was first born, he was, um, he, he wasn't like an extremely difficult baby, but he was, he never slept, he fed constantly, he was very colicky it was like 10 months before i had a full night's sleep and it was it was such a process where for the longest time i just simply couldn't contemplate having another one it was it was just one thing after the other it's like okay we finally got the sleep down pat now let's try and get this feeding thing down pat okay yeah. that's all sorted now now let's try and do this toilet training thing yeah. it was one after the other and i know it probably sounds like i'm complaining but <laughs> Which I am.
0: <laughs> Look, human beings, I have problems dealing with other human beings who are adults in professional life. The idea that there was a human being that didn't know how to go to the toilet properly and someone made it my issue, that would be, uh, it's not a, that's not, no, no, you, you have every right to complain. It's like, it's fine.
1: We've already sort of gotten our lives back on track in terms of being able to leave the house and, you know, stay up late and (laughs) and have someone come and look after him so we can go out to lunch and Mm. deal with him in public. So (laughs) it it was kind of like the idea of bringing a baby back into that mix was overwhelming. And it was something that we both thought we don't really want to deal with at at this stage, Mm, mm. but like my son's now, he's just turned five, two Mm -hmm. months ago. It was December. It was basically, when was it? It was actually late last year that we decided, you know what, let's start trying for a baby Mm. again, because it would be nice to give him a sibling and, and also, you know, the whole idea of, well, I'm not getting any younger. Like, (laughs) um, (laughs) And, uh, it, you know, it's just because I didn't want to be uh, an older parent, like, and especially now that I'm pregnant, and I'll go into this in a little bit, but there is absolutely <laughs> no way that I could have ever contemplated being pregnant at 40. Mm. And kudos for the women out there who do fall pregnant in their 40s. Like, mm. I'm like, holy crap, ladies, you are just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, I'll, I'll go into more detail about this pregnancy a little bit so we did actually try naturally again for a few months and obviously when that didn't work we thought okay let's go back and see if we can break out one of our embryos mm. so
0: you'd stored uh, some more
1: y- well if we go back to our our first recording so, mm. so last time on wow wonders what <laughs> <One. laughs> yes um i explained that down <laughs> We went through IVF the first time with my son. Mm -hmm. And in that process, I I developed 10 follicles in total. The doctor was able to collect five eggs from those follicles. Only four were viable, and those four were all fertilized, and Mm. they were all successfully fertilized. Mm. So they took the best-looking one, implanted that one straight away, and that ended up with the live birth of my son. Mm. And the other three were put into what I used to lovingly call the vault, <laughs> <laughs> the vault with my children. And, and <laughs> I, I remember I used to refer to it like my children in the vault. Uh, yes. And one time I was at playgroup with my son and I said that, and one of the other mothers sort of turned to me with this very pained expression on her face saying, please stop referring to it like that.
0: Mm. Mm. Get, yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry if I disturbed anyone with my... <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> my I cheese. think it's very accurate and lovely. The, <laughs> so you have, you have to pay for that then. So I'm sure it's not like yeah. the back of your freezer. It's like a proper... It's like It has to be kept somewhere.
1: Yes, yeah. So it's in a proper facility at the fertility place that we okay. used. And it was $500 storage a year. Okay, So right. that was for like the last five years. Funnily enough, I don't think we ever paid the last year's fees.
0: Oh, don't Um, tell them! Don't tell them. No, don't. Shh, no one say anything. (laughs) We got away with it, thank goodness. Yes.
1: Well, I don't know if it was because we ended up using them.
0: Yeah. Or maybe, maybe it's because they accidentally lost them. They just replaced them with like a gorilla or something like that.
1: (laughs) Don't tell me that. I just literally read an article about the worst IVF mix-up in American history where, like, a woman was implanted with two different embryos from two different couples, (laughs) and it wasn't until she gave birth and realized that both of them were different ethnicities to her and her husband
0: that they realized,
1: oh, no, these aren't your babies, and she had to give them up. She had to give them back. Yes.
0: What? That's okay. What? Yeah. (laughs) They're still your babies. They're just not genetically related to you. That's a different...
1: Well... uh, I don't know how what like the laws in America are oh. very different, as they always are. Because why uh, would they have any type of regulation in America?
0: That's that, <laughs> that's that's ten colors of all. But it was a gorilla. The, no, that would be that's okay. That's fine.
1: <laughs> this is how Planet of the Apes start.
0: This is, sure. look, I, look, I haven't seen the movie, but I'll take your word for it.
1: <laughs> oh, no, no spoilers about how that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so your so your gorilla daughter will be born and she'll be very strong. Excellent, I'm I'm happy about this. But, you know, uh, it's
1: really funny. The last time I had a scan, my doctor said she's got so much hair. Oh, so look! Now I'm... you're scaring me. <laughs> that
0: would be great. Could she be able to climb things for you? And oh, it's going to be amazing. Anyway. That's
1: true. I am classically the shortest person in my family, apart from my son, who I know in the next like four years will probably overtake me in height. So good, good on her. For earning her way to help me reach the <laughs> high places. That's right. In my
0: house. <laughs> Look, I, I think it's. Oh my god. This <laughs> just sounds, sounds amazing. All right, so you have to pay. So you have to get five hundred dollars a year, roughly, and to, yes. to store your embryos. And yes. at the at the, if you didn't want them anymore, what happens to them?
1: Well, there there are a couple of things that we could have chosen. So we could choose to have them destroyed usually you can only store embryos for 10 years and that's nothing to do with shelf life which i actually found out recently i thought it was Mm. because embryos only last for 10 years they don't they last forever Mm. but in australia uh private companies tend to make you get rid of them after or do something with them after 10 years Mm. because of um
0: fear of fear of of salmonella No. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. It's the eggs in the fridge. No, no, no. Okay. It's
1: just because of the, the amount of space that they have so oh, that they okay. can give the space to other people coming into the system, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah so right. that uh, you can either have them destroyed or you can go through the process of donating them to another couple. Oh. And then that, that couple then becomes the parents of that, that child, mm. which uh, I can't remember if we spoke about the last time. Like, I had a lot of problems with. Like, mm brilliant for anyone who goes through that and donates their eggs and donates their sperm and donates their embryos. Mm. Brilliant. But I just, it didn't sit with me right thinking Mm. that I would have a full blooded child and a full blooded sibling to my son out there that technically wasn't, Mine, as yeah, in, yeah. like I had no say over the raising of that child.
0: So really, if, we don't want I, to
1: go down that route. If, um, personally,
0: I mean, I have not, you know, it's like I, like I get a say in any of this. And, but uh, <laughs> for me personally, i if I did that, I wouldn't want to know. Like, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't want to go. Let me know their life. But no, 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 no. It, like, I'd want them gone, out and gone. Uh, yeah. So so then you could go, oh, I wonder who it is.
1: And I I, I, don't think uh, I could have lived with that, mm, essentially. mm. And part of me feels really, really bad that, like, I have this ability to give another childless couple the possibility of having their own child, and mainly because I know people very close to me who are still struggling to have a child as we speak, Mm -hmm. and it just kind of felt, selfish but i just mm. uh you know you got to do what's good for you of course. mentally and emotionally and and philosophically and all that sort I of thing i don't think anyone could
0: po- honestly judge you on that why don't you just adopt and some people go oh yeah it's fine some people kind of go they must be my blood and it's such a there, there is a connection there many people have uh which, which i've learned not to even joke about because mm. it's it it's runs too deep it's, it's that genetic line of you're, you're one of you're an unbroken genetic lineage of billions of years and and there's a reason for that (laughs) (laughs) uh people some people most people will do anything to to make sure that genetic lineage continues so if i don't have that feeling i'm the weird one not everyone
1: else and i don't even know like when i was struggling if I don't think that was personally my issue. Like, I don't think I really had a problem with the genetic lineage thing. I just wanted it to be something that came from inside me because, Mm. because I'm a woman and I'm put on earth to do that. And Mm. I was failing to do that. And I don't know, it just sort of came about kind of, it felt kind of like the principle of the matter. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> And obviously, let's let's be a feminist here. Of course, I'm not just put on earth to about, have yeah. babies and nothing else. There's yeah. obviously way more things that I'm capable of doing and should mm. be doing other than just, you know, procreating.
0: Yeah. But uh, Thank you. I, I, I didn't want to turn this into the Handmade Tale podcast. But <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, was, I
1: refuse to watch that show. I'm sorry. It's just like I can turn on the news and watch what's happening in America. At the moment. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need to watch it for entertainment purposes.
0: <laughs> Uh, I think human beings justify intellectually very deep uh, feelings which are not intellectual feelings if that makes sense which is fine yes. i i think we always we, we find a narrative we tell a story. we're a storytelling ape i think we we find a oh I, i'm not just having an emotional reaction to this i'm intellectual and clever and you're like oh uh, that's maybe true but maybe also not i don't know I'm just, i think it runs very deep is the point yes. i make is it's, it's uh, and how we and that's why we I mean, should make people justify it because it may not just it's just what you feel and that's perfectly fine uh, yes. <laughs> you're not hurting someone else so yeah, you stored your embryos and now you're going to produce a, a, a very powerful physically intimidating girl gorilla and
1: <laughs> oh i also just remembered the, the third sorry oh, yes. the third option oh, yes. that we had the third option that you can do is you can donate them to science basically for oh, so, medical research and that's what we had chosen to do so mm. if we had decided that we didn't want to have any more babies or if we had a baby and then there were the leftovers that we would hopefully donate them to medical science it's apparently a little bit more difficult to do so in Australia compared to other countries but I think our fertility agency did offer that as a service so it was it was one of those things where that we were going to deal with if if we came down to it so the actual process of what happened in the end was something I didn't really expect so back when I, we had our son, it was, we were very lucky because it was a first off successful transfer live birth, which is not. Uh, a very high statistic in IVF. And Mm -hmm. that's mostly because the large majority of people doing IVF tend to be people who are sort of approaching their 40s or late 40s, like sort of mid 30s to late 40s. Whereas I was 29 when, when we started that initial process. So the fact that I had one round of, of doing all of the drugs and the egg collection, the fact that I had embryos uh, – sorry, the, the fact that I had eggs that were viable, the fact that the eggs became embryos, the fact that the embryos survived, the fact that the em- the first embryo that they chose to put in me resulted in a live pregnancy, mm. that is is actually quite unusual. Usually, people go through the process of IVF – like two or three times before mm. they end up with a child for the first time. Mm. So I was quite naive walking into deciding let's go and unfreeze one of the embryos and pop it in and ha- and have a baby. Like I just assumed it would be exactly like the first time. We'd get the egg, they'd put it in, I'd be pregnant, whoop de doo And that's not what unfortunately happened. So mm. when they unfroze, uh, when we decided that we would, go for this this was in december and we were told when we got to the clinic for the implantation day that it that they unfroze one embryo and it didn't survive the thawing process Mm -hmm. so they unfroze a second one and that's the one that they implanted i'm like okay great implant it and it was over christmas and that i got a blood test and unfortunately the blood test came back negative Mm -hmm. so it was kind of like this idea of thinking, well, have I suffered a miscarriage? It was like this weird feeling of not only did I lose this first child outside of my body. But I've lost the second child inside of my body, and if both had actually been implanted at the, you know, one after the other, it would be considered, I think, like uh, a, a, an unknown abortion, is what they refer to it. I could be wrong on that, but essentially, a, a quite a large percentage of pregnancies end up like that, where <laughs> an egg gets an egg gets fertilized and it implants, but it fails to to like continue on, essentially. So the only time a woman might know that that happened was because her period was three or four days late because period cycles are not, you know, exactly right every Mm. month, depending on who you are. Most people will just put that down to, oh, well, it was just late this month. So, So that was kind of like a really hard emotional thing to go through because, like I'm sort of mourning the loss of again of these two potential children Mm. but it's the same it was that same feeling of when I was struggling the first time round because it's like again there are so many different factors and combinations that could make a child in any month period that it's like mourning all of those potential possibilities. Essentially, we waited until the next cycle round, which was mid-January this time, and had that one implanted. and And that is the one that I am now currently carrying.
0: Mm. <laughs> and and that was your last one, then. That would be that would be it. It
1: was, yeah. Ah. So it was literally the this was the last shot. So third time's a charm, essentially. <laughs> <is> <laughs> what, I, what I thought. <laughs> Very scientific method that. <laughs> <That's> okay.
0: <laughs> okay, so you don't have any more. Does that mean no. that if you wanted more children you'd have to go through the process of harvesting the eggs again?
1: Pretty much. It would be mm. either we again try naturally or we go through IVF again. And I had already made that decision and with obviously in conjunction with my husband that we would not do that. Mm. So it came down to if this one doesn't work, then that's it. We have we have our son. And that will be it for us, and we'll just have to be happy with that. And, and we are happy with him. We love him to death, and he's mm. hilarious, as I explained in those jokes earlier on. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when he insults me. <laughs> yes.
0: The innocent insults of children. Mm,
1: mm. Oh, he, he really does say some funny things
0: sometimes.
1: <laughs> okay, we're going to just have this family unit of three, and that will be it for us, and we'll be mm. happy and satisfied. And it'll, it'll be really sad, obviously, that we couldn't, have these other children. But at the same time, and I kind of feel guilty about it, I'm also kind of relieved that there aren't these other two embryos that we need to sort of now think about now that mm. we do have this baby coming. Because, again, all of those thoughts that I had the previous time round about, well, what do we do with them? And, like, I was going to be really concerned about, do we destroy them? Do we donate them? Do we uh, give them to medical science? All of those types of things, It that was sort of giving me a bit of anxiety about mm. what happens with them. So... I guess it's kind of like a silver lining in that well, now we don't have to worry. Yeah. Is that been, is that a really horrible thing? No, to I, think?
0: I think it's taken out of your hands. It's one it's one thing to say I have to make a decision, another thing to say well, this decision doesn't have to be made anymore. I can see why that would give you comfort as well. Mm. Uh, you don't have to, no one has to justify you. Well, I, I had no choice. This is what happened. And that's just the way it is. So I can, I can see that. Uh, but I, I must admit, I wouldn't goodness once again i don't really have a, i have no say but uh <laughs> I, I wouldn't i wouldn't worry too much about it anyway as in what level of of child is an embryo i guess and and is, is an embryo a child or not so that's a very exciting conversation that i won't get into no <laughs> <laughs> it's not necessarily an intellectual point of when heartbeats happen or brains happen or whatever whatever metric you want to use the moment of conception or whatever it's it's emotional and that's that's actually fine as i said before that's perfectly fine for it to be an emotional thing and if you're if you're uncomfortable with embryos being inverted commas wasted then that's fine uh you you it's not wrong to think that
1: uh. yeah and, and i agree and it's it it's it really does come down to the personal choice as well i think which is really important of of the person making the decision and and like that's why i i get very angry about particular people making blanket choices for particular reasons of beliefs and and opinions and such for everyone else
0: yeah well
1: like, uh.
0: yeah if you're basically if you do what you want to do for you and everyone else shut up (laughs) (laughs) it's that simple and i I just think stop stop judging people based on their choice i don't even understand why there are men out there who want to make that choice wait women don't want me to make that choice amazing that sounds the best i i won't (laughs) (laughs) i will rub my problems are not great
1: I'll be over here playing computer
0: games. Like, I think that's, yeah. Am I a coward? Probably. But <laughs> I, I let people make hard decisions based on their own bodies for themselves. Leave old Greg out of it. Thank yes. <laughs> that sounds great. The selfish answer to everyone has their own rights. Um. I want to sleep. Thank you very much. So this time around, your pregnancy hasn't been the same as the last pregnancy?
1: Obviously, there are a lot of similarities. Uh, the baby's still inside me and it's, you know, <laughs> it's growing.
0: <laughs> good. That's a good thing, yes.
1: Uh, uh, yes, yes, it is. I have noticed so many different things this time around. And I did mention the fact that I'm having a girl earlier on purely because of how people reacted when I would tell them, what was happening with my pregnancy this time around? Because before I would tell them what the sex of the child is, immediately they would be like, oh, it's because it's a girl. I'm uh-huh. like, I really, I, like, does does sex have anything to do with, like, my actual bodily reaction to the pregnancy? I probably should have looked it up, actually. I don't know. <laughs> personally, uh, Personally, I don't believe it. If there's a scientific... like fact about whether or not the sex of your child determines how your body reacts to the pregnancy, you know, call in. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Call in now. Call the number. Call the number of the low, blow your screen, everyone. But I, I,
1: I, even before I found out what the sex was and like, I was saying, you know, oh, it's all, it's different this time around for these reasons. And people will immediately be saying, oh, you're having a girl then. I'm just like, that's not necessarily the reasons why. I mean, it sounds, like if, it, it
0: sounds like magic to me. It's a crapshoot. It, it's
1: facing uh, <laughs> I mean, go, everyone says every pregnancy is different, so why should my pregnancy this time around be exactly the same as the one that I had previously? Yeah. So previously, like, I had a textbook perfect pregnancy. I was... I had morning sickness exactly from 7 weeks and it ended exactly on the day of week 14. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Uh, like I would just feel a bit nauseous every now and then, like the the feeling of wanting to throw up would suddenly overcome me and then but I could keep it at bay if I just snacked and ate food all day. Like if I <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like if I works for me too,
0: by the way. That's that's how I stop (laughs) from vomiting constantly. I just eat all the time. It's 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 a thing.
1: If I stayed full all the time, like if I I ate, if I didn't let myself get hungry, I could keep my morning sickness at bay. That did not work this time around. (laughs) I woke up feeling horrible and it just descended into madness by like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I was just like, I cannot deal with life anymore. (laughs) And I didn't even have the really bad version of morning sickness what's that what's that called it's like uh i always forget the word it's like hyper from i don't know what it's called
0: that sounds (laughs) like a (laughs) harry potter spell hypergravadium. (laughs) Suddenly, suddenly was projectile vomiting everywhere it's
1: the thing that princess kate had with all of her pregnancies okay it's Mm -hmm. actually really severe like a lot of people end up in hospital because they literally cannot keep anything down not even water like they are just Vomiting all day for the entire pregnancy, and I just don't how. I honestly don't know how women cope.
0: (laughs) Hyperemesis gravatum.
1: That's the one. That is
0: that is a Harry Potter spell. (laughs) (laughs) Hyperemesis gravatum.
1: They they cut it out of the films because they weren't sure they could keep their PG (laughs) rating. um Mm. so it wasn't that bad it lasted until about it lasted from seven weeks to about 16 weeks this Mm. time around and nothing triggered it it was just I felt bad all the time the previously when I had morning sickness it would be because a particular smell would trigger it or one time a particular conversation triggered it we were talking (laughs) (laughs) randomly we were talking about McDonald's and the pink sludge that they used in the meat (laughs) or something and I went I'll be right back. And I went and I just threw up in the bathroom at work. I couldn't, <laughs> it was weird. It happens a lot
0: with McDonald's conversations. It's fine. Yeah. That's, that's not a pregnancy thing. That's just no. McDonald's.
1: That's just a real life thing. <laughs> but this time around, it was just, yeah, I just felt sick all the time. And mm. like nothing brought it on. It was just, that's just how I felt. Once I finally got over that second trimester was okay. The, you know, great. Hooray. And then I'm into the third trimester now and I'm just in pain all the time good so I'm, yeah good times so my back actually hurts this time around I, I have a lot more pain in terms of like just that expanding feeling like i can feel like she's trying to make room in there basically <laughs> i like to joke that she's starfishing in there and she's just got her hands and legs out as as far as they can possibly go <laughs> I'm getting a lot of cramps this time around, especially in my feet. So I'll just be walking around and then my feet will cramp up. Like it's just this awful, awful feeling of my toes just suddenly curling in on themselves. And oh, I have goodness. to stop and I have to grab my toes and just sort of wrench them backwards to try and get rid of. And it doesn't help the fact that we've gone through winter as well. Like I actually do get cramps in my feet during the winter time. And it's just been like 10 times worse. This wow. Time. So and I've also gotten bloating this time too. Like I didn't bloat the last time, but this time my legs are, are quite bloated, my feet are swollen. I've got a lot of water retention this time round, and and obviously like I'm I'm monitoring it to make sure that it doesn't turn into like uh, preeclampsia or anything like that. But luckily, my doctor is looking at that. I don't have high blood pressure, so that's always mm. a good sign that I don't have any problems with my blood pressure. It's just I'm more tired this time around. Oh, and not only that, I have been sick so much. Like, you've probably heard me coughing a couple of times, Mm. and it's just because I I caught, like, a random head cold about two and a half months ago, and I just haven't been right since. It's just, okay. yeah, I've been, and I didn't get sick once the last time I was pregnant. I, I don't know, it was... I don't know why, but somehow I managed to just like have this amazing immune system the first time around. This time I've had like a severe sinus infection. I've had pharyngitis like three times in the last three months. I'm actually seeing an ENT in in two weeks time because I just, I, I just can't talk properly for long periods of time anymore uh,
0: it's really funny that's why we invite to, you on a podcast
1: <laughs> i said that to my best friend the other day i was like oh man i just can't talk very well anymore she went oh no your favorite thing <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, you know me <laughs> thank, you.
0: thank you friends thank you everyone
1: Hooray. Oh,
0: wow. so, well, pregnancy sounds awful i'm just gonna say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> should i talk about all the good things
0: <laughs> sure are there good things there
1: well look uh, Nothing compares to actually being able to feel your baby moving around. At least for me, like mm. I, I love the feeling of her, of her sort of just undulating and swimming around and kicking about and mm. and whatnot. I, I, funnily enough, I've had a few friends who actually find that part of the pregnancy freaky. Mm. <laughs> like they, they just said, "No, nah, we didn't, we didn't like that bit." I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> isn't that the best bit? Uh, so. Clearly, my opinion. Well, well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, the concept of the concept of feeling something moving inside me, I'd go. I've got parasites, but I guess it's a. You've got a baby, so that's you know it technically is a parasite. But yeah, I, 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 I'm just maybe <laughs> I shouldn't. Say, maybe I shouldn't say that. You know, <laughs> people <laughs>
1: don't like it when you say that. Yes,
0: how, yes that's right. <laughs> What a lovely parasite you have. What? <laughs>
1: it has it has its father's eyes <laughs>
0: that's right <laughs> and
1: then you look over at the father and he's like some giant praying mantis that's right. thing or
0: something. Just, a, with, with those big gun barrel eyes it's looking around
1: <laughs> it didn't happen this time around but the last time i was pregnant my hair was just beautifully luxurious and thick and shiny i'm <laughs> um, I'm actually quite pissed off that this time around it didn't, I didn't get pregnancy hair. It's still, like, lank <laughs> and I have to wash it every two days. I'm like, oh, man, I wanted my pregnancy hair back.
0: I find it hilarious that, that like, oh, I got pregnant. And my coat was amazing. Uh, it's,
1: got- <laughs> it's all the oil I rubbed into myself the last That's, time. that's right.
0: It's how I got pregnant. Rub myself with oils. <laughs>
1: Admittedly, my skin, again, was really nice and clear this time around. I always Mm -hmm. like that because I I still tend to get a bit of adult acne, which is really annoying. But this time I'm like, yay, my skin. Hooray. (laughs) It's so beautiful. (laughs) Um.
0: (laughs) I'm like a swollen alabaster statue.
1: (laughs) Although admittedly, I didn't like get that pregnancy glow. You know how when when, women are in their first trimester and you're like, oh, you've got this glow about you. I didn't get that. And um, I mentioned it at work one time and one of my male colleagues was just like, yeah, you've looked really crap this time around. <laughs> Oh, I thanks. I
0: must admit I don't I don't understand I've never understood the glow thing so I've never people kind of say it and I me being me I kind of someone says oh blah is pregnant and you know and so watch them you know they don't tell me to watch them but I'm like okay so <laughs> time to time to get data on pregnancy just by you know anecdote like looking and things like that and I kind of go what's are oh, you glowing and I said what. I wonder if I'm colorblind. I am colorblind, so I wonder if I'm missing out on a subtle <laughs> shade or something. I can't work out what it it's is. It's like
1: this red aura that just like emanates
0: from. Yes, I could. I've never kind of understood it, uh, except I kept thinking maybe they meant it was a because they felt happy and therefore they were they were in a happy state and there was like that sort of glow, not like a literal. They're not like somewhere in the infrared p- producing more. I couldn't. I, I don't understand it. you That's that's me. It-
1: it might be that, like. Uh, no, no, I don't think. Know. I don't think
0: humans. Are, I don't think you're literally glowing. That would be. That would be hilarious. We've <laughs> oh, detected gamma rays coming off this one. She's pregnant. Uh, <laughs> back away! It's the Hulk.
1: And oh my goodness. She's full of gorillas. No, I, like, I mean, I was happy those first few weeks, obviously, when I found out, yeah. and then by week six, I, I was, it was already starting to affect me, and this time round. I actually, I didn't faint faint, but I felt very fainty and I was just sitting at work and I was at my computer and then I was just like, oh no, I don't feel great. So I just decided I would like lie down on the floor nice. and my, uh, the same colleague who said I looked like crap turned around and looked at me and was like, what the hell happened? I'm like, I just wanted to lie down on the ground for a bit. And mm. my boss came up to me and, and lent down and went, I'm going to call security up and we're going to get you checked out by the, by the first aid people. I'm like, okay, that sounds great. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the particular place that I work for, we have security. I won't mention where, um, mm. and of course security, we're all like, what's happened? What have you taken? What are you on? What's oh, going yeah. Like, I'm like, Sh- shut up. I'm pregnant. Just, Stop
0: it. Yes. (laughs) I
1: hadn't Mm. told anyone by that point because I was only six weeks. Oh, right. Okay, um, I see. But because of that little episode, like I did admit to everyone the next week saying, especially when I got my next scan, because I was actually getting scanned only a couple of days after that had happened. And Mm. because everything was still fine with that scan, I thought, well, I might as well tell my colleagues at work. So I was just like, look, hey, I know I fainted at work last week. It's because I'm pregnant. It's no Mm. big deal. (laughs) Speaking of that, Ironically, I, I still haven't actually made an official announcement on Facebook because apparently that's what you have to do with... Like, <laughs> Otherwise, it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's <laughs> not real. All your major life things have to go on Facebook for pe- everyone to know. Yeah. But even though I haven't done that yet, which I actually feel really bad about <laughs> because there are people who I haven't seen... Since before falling pregnant, who don't know I'm pregnant, who, mm. uh, like, if they listen to this podcast, hey, surprise
0: guys! <laughs> That's right. Send it our way. We'll get more traffic. It sounds great. What a bottom plan.
1: <laughs> but I actually did tell quite a lot of people I was pregnant very early on. Like, I was seven or eight weeks when I started telling people. And it was really weird that a lot of the reactions was either really happy or oh, oh, why are you telling me so early? Oh, you don't want to do that. Oh, are you sure you want to be telling people that you're pregnant (laughs) this early on? I just find it really interesting that why do we have to keep it secret because of this idea that, you know, pregnancies are so dangerous up until the first trimester. And like, I don't know, I just, I find it really weird that women aren't allowed to talk about their pregnancies because everyone else might potentially feel uncomfortable finding out that you lost your baby before 12 weeks. Mm. And in which case, if I do lose my baby before 12 weeks, does that mean I then have to keep my grief to myself? Mm. Like, am I not allowed Mm. to tell you at all that I was in fact pregnant? Mm. And just there's this stigma around miscarriage that I just find really odd. And I don't Mm. know if it's because people don't want to have to, deal with it or if they just think it's something that we shouldn't be talking about is this a holdover of that was the society that we used to be about you know keep it secret keep it safe don't talk you know about yeah. it and in the so day
0: I, it would have been a failure i guess like you failed as a as a breeding bassinet to make more babies and that makes I, you not a useful woman in inverted commas back in you know back in the day
1: <laughs> i suppose so and i'm like i guess that emotional holdover still exists like when people can't fall pregnant as mm. well because mm. like I said before, it's just like uh, biologically speaking, I'm supposed to be able to do this. Why can I not do this? Mm. So I did find it really odd that like a lot of people's reactions were, Oh, I wouldn't be telling people this early. So
0: it's yeah. odd. It's, yeah. it's someone the way I work on it. Once again, is someone tells you that they're pregnant, you go hooray and that's the end of that. And, uh, <laughs> they told me and if I, if I don't not meant to know, and I find out, I don't say anything until I'm told, yeah. and and that's it, and I and I don't tell anyone else. I don't. It, it literally doesn't go past me. If I go, they go, "Oh, that person in the office is pregnant now." I, I found out from Blar, and you shouldn't tell anyone. You're like, well, you shouldn't have told me. Okay, fine. <laughs> and it, it doesn't go anybody past me either because I'm just like, why would I tell anyone? I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> that's, as in, that sounds really horrible. I just mean, as in, it's not my place. I think it's the, the grief thing's hard. People. Part of me would not want to intrude on your grief if, if, if something bad had happened i I'd, I'd feel that I was intruding on on your thing if that makes sense just so my, if that sounds silly of i uh, it's not my grief and I don't mean that I don't want to help you out uh, you know as a friend it's more I wouldn't want to impose my story on your story
1: yeah, and I can understand how that would be the, like some people's reactions as well it's funny how you know we humans have been on the earth for so long death is an absolute and yet we still don't know how to deal with it like, mm. i think like it's the reason i think
0: it's <laughs> but that's one of the reasons we can actually all live our lives because when you're when you're in a, a reasonably intelligent primate and you know you're going to die then you should technically be doing nothing but screaming and falling on the floor and and running in a <laughs> circle and panicking but we don't We all move on with our lives. We all do silly things and buy stuff and fall in love and fight and argue and, you know, play soccer. You'd never play soccer. Think about it. If you knew, if you, if you, (laughs) if you knew at the core of your being that you were going to die and you believed it every day, you would not spend time kicking a little white and black ball around wearing tiny shorts. This is not a thing a rational, death-fearing creature would do. I um,
1: have the same feelings about cricket.
0: Yes, oh look, absolutely. It, you just go, why are you kind of weirdly playing a vaguely boring game for a week? Like, it, you're going to die. It's, you know, it's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it uh, definitely it's going to have to come down to the person as well as mm. to how you approach that and deal with it. Specifically, um, I don't deal with death very well, actually. So, and, and you know, this baby's yet to be born, so I freak out at every moment of every day, basically. Mm, of course.
0: Um,
1: but I. But don't I worry, really- her
0: gorilla, her gorilla-like <laughs> fortitude will keep her going forever. So it's fine. <laughs>
1: I know I'm just picturing her clawing her way out of my stomach.
0: They're very p- calm and loving creatures. You're perfectly fine. <laughs> um, oh you, just have, you may just have, have to have some cut up fruit ready for her when she's born. That's all.
1: You know what I'm going to do is when I actually give birth, I'm going to send you a picture of a gorilla. <laughs>
0: like, Greg,
1: look! She's
0: here! Yay! I'll be very happy with that. <laughs>
1: uh, like I don't, I don't deal with death very well myself.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry that we've kind of gone down a very dark path. <laughs> so I guess the question I have then: This is your second pregnancy, and yes. once again, not i about to say—not natural. That's not the right way of putting it. I guess. Uh, it, it, what, what is the term for the way you've had? You know, yes, yeah, IVF is, the, is what I'm trying to <laughs> dance around here.
1: ART would be would probably be a more useful term. So that's assisted reproductive technology. Oh there you go. <laughs> assisted
0: reproductive uh, <laughs> technology.
1: Oh I did I actually didn't mention about the actual cost of it. So the oh, cost yes. of, of the unfreezing the lab stuff and the and the and the impregnating part, all of that actually cost just under three grand each time mm. we did it. So wow. first time it was combined they like they unfroze one and it didn't work so they unfroze the second one straight away. So that
0: they gave you was, a twofa basically they were like yeah. two is the price of one. Okay. So it
1: was just under three grand and mm. then when that didn't work we had to pay an extra 3 grand the next time round um so it was 6 grand up front at first and i think we got just under half back from medicare basically oh
0: okay so it is it is paid by medicare interesting okay
1: yeah so yeah. It, it, medicare will still pay for ivf and ivf type stuff still it's not fully covered uh, I don't know exactly what because it laws had changed, not laws, but like the mm. the structural payments had changed recently, where it won't cover as much as it used to. Mm-hmm. So like it will only cover a certain number of rounds before it stops covering it. Okay. If I remember that report correctly, this time around it was yeah, I think about just over three grand in total that we paid for this one. So it was it was still. Quite a lot of money. I was actually mm. shocked how much money it was because it was almost as much as the initial IVF mm. round in the first place. Mm. So, uh, like, I didn't expect it to be as expensive. And I, I'm glad we had the savings for it. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that, like... that was the other thing is that um, previously, like, we had been not really in a place to afford to be able to do it mm. until okay. until now, essentially. Mm. And, and we had gone through buying a new house last year as well and, <laughs> and then quite unexpectedly three months after i fell pregnant my husband got made redundant so oh my
0: goodness there was okay. quite
1: a lot of oh what are we gonna do kind yeah. of nervous S- conversations. sell
0: sell one of them that's how it works
1: <laughs> for medical experiment that's
0: right <laughs> call call your gorilla daughter control one and <laughs> see how it goes from there
1: Oh, but I, th- <laughs> thankfully, my husband has found a new job. at oh, That time, good. And- mm. yeah. oh,
0: just- <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you got paid what you deserve to get paid. It's, I mean, let's it's, face it. It's everyone should be paid to not die. Um, yes. C- call me a communist, <laughs> but you know, I'm all for people, all for people being paid money to have food and a house and, yeah. and, and uh, not because I like them, but because then they won't try and kill me and take my stuff. Uh, yeah. So,
1: or or yeah. eat you because or, you're the rich. Or I'm the rich. <laughs>
0: exactly. Right. You got it. That's the one. So with all this in mind, with the money that you've paid and what you went through with your son and now what you're going with your, with your very upper body strength, gorilla daughter <laughs> is what price victory was it worth paying? Do you think?
1: I, I think it was worth paying. Yes, it's kind of it's kind of a hard question to sort of answer. It's just <laughs> it is what it is. Like we made the decision, <laughs> we have to live with the decision now. Mm, mm. And but I, you know, ultimately through all of my complaining and groaning and and every time I roll over in bed in the middle of the night where I just go, ah, ah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> It, like it's a decision that I'm glad we made, and mm. I'm I'm looking forward to the next chapter. Essentially, looking forward to how my son gets to interact with his with his sister. And for the most part, he's he's very excited. Sometimes. <laughs> Oh, God. So the other day he was looking very upset, and I said to him, darling, what's the matter? You're looking sad. And and he did this thing where he sort of sticks, sticks his lip out even further. <laughs> I'm like, what's, what's the matter? It's like you're sad about something. Is it about the baby? And he sort of just, you know, nodded his head silently and then and then he started crying a little bit. He's like, you and daddy aren't going to love me anymore.
0: It's true. It's very true. <laughs>
1: no, no, don't say that. So, <laughs> so, of course, I started crying.
0: And oh. I'm like, hugging
1: him tightly to my breast, going, no, mommy will love you forever.
0: <laughs> Look, as a third child, I know it's a lie. the a total lie. <laughs>
1: Well, it's a good thing I'm not having three children. That's true. That's right.
0: (laughs) You you won't end up with your own Greg. Oh, thank God for that. Never do that. It's a terrible mistake. Terrible error. (laughs) 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 Eloise, I'm glad that we've had this conversation. Thank you very much for for being honest and and your fears and hopes about your next child. And uh, hopefully I'll get to meet her one day and I'll bring a fruit basket (laughs) and some kind of back comb. (laughs) You're going to
1: feel really bad if she has back hair now.
0: <laughs> I'm going to be calling her the gorilla for the rest of her life. You do realise oh, this.
1: She'll be very confused. mommy. why is that bad, calling me a gorilla? That's
0: right. <laughs> Which becomes the president of Australia. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's because he has no boundaries, sweetheart. That, that, that's right.
0: <laughs> back away from him. I thought security wouldn't let him in.
1: <laughs> Don't make eye contact.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Eloise, for your time.
1: Thank you very much, Greg. Always good to talk. <laughs>
0: Once again, thanks to Eloise for putting me straight about her pregnancy difficulties. Pregnancies are really, really, really personal. We touched upon that a little bit during the podcast. People mostly don't want to talk about them until everything's great and everything's wonderful. But there are a lot of problems. And I think it's absolutely fine for people to talk about those issues. Even when she's going to have a mighty gorilla daughter that will lead us all. Like Gorilla Grodd in the DC Universe it'll be able to mind control us and throw us downstairs at the same time very very powerful daughter i'm sure next time on wild wonders why i'll get to talk to ada all about her time as a trans woman it'll be a really interesting conversation because after a year things change quite considerably in ada's life and i'm looking forward to sharing with that you stay curious about the world and each other ladies and gentlemen and i'll see you in the next one Bye.